Hey, 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 it's your girl, Claudia Jordan, and it's Friday, and we are back with a brand new episode of TGIF. Of course, we're here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, get you a little something to drink, and get ready for this hot tea. Please welcome my co-host. Please welcome Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? <laughs> What's going on, Claudia? How are you? I'm good. No cutting me off tonight, all right? That wasn't me. That was the Lord. <laughs> that was the Lord. <laughs> I had nothing. The Lord saw fit to make your Wi-Fi go down at that very moment. You were with right? Q? It was like mm-hmm. so weird. Right when you was like going in, it just was like. <laughs> uh, Where are you? I'm in New York. I'm in New York. Oh, oh nice. Okay. A very nice, but very small hotel room. I went running. Oh, well, we'll get. I'll get into that later. But yeah, I'm in New York. Um, please welcome Funky Dineva. What's up, Q? Hey, everybody. What's going on? nothing it's just friday and i'm just feeling real like i'm not going out tonight i'm just gonna be real chill and watch netflix and drink water or what? whatever when we get off work you're not gonna go out tonight no funky you know we don't believe you right like i'm not going out tonight but it's because yeah, I, that's what you said last I night i went out last night and i the night before i am on a journey to unlock my better self oh my god and I told myself, look, no, look, I joined the self-help group for $800. <laughs> on, it's virtual. It's going to cost virtual. that. It's virtual. <laughs> and I joined Mind Valley because I am trying to unlock my better self. What okay. time is this virtual self-help group? So... You take it at your, you go at your own pace. You do. Oh, get out! Ain't gonna work. Boy, get out of here. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you for eight hundred dollars, we can tell you what's wrong. Exactly. Stop, stop sleeping till four o'clock in the afternoon. Stop drinking so goddamn much. Get up, up, and pick one person to be in a relationship with, and stop going to the bathroom behind dumpsters. You're done. Now give me my eight hundred dollars. There you go. And stop buying so much Gucci. Well, hopefully the self help group will help me come to this realization. Or whatever, because I am trying to unlock my better self. You mm. can't keep a straight face when you say it. Look at you. <laughs> Listen at all. Why? Why y'all see? just won't let me be great? I'm trying to be a better, the best version of myself I can be. Just support <laughs> me. I am trying to unlock my better self. You know mm. when? Um, listen, gay, straight, bisexual. There's one thing that's consistent with all men. When y'all lie, your damn voices crack and they go up. <laughs> <laughs> what y'all drinking tonight? What y'all drinking on? I can't listen to this. Uh, I, want, I want my Publix lemonade and sweet tea mix. Arnold Palmer. Okay. So, um, you know, I'm doing a little bit of tequila with uh, coffee. Oh. You, you put tonight? anything in coffee. I know your stomach be towed up when you get off the show. <laughs> It keeps it all cleaned out. And, and that big old tussie, <laughs> that big old tussie cat you got, I bet. Ooh, I, Al, I bet you go through a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well, we coming out, we coming out the gate hot. All right. <laughs> Let's get into these topics, shall we? All right. On Wednesday, Dave Chappelle was scheduled to perform at the First Avenue concert venue, but the show was canceled just hours before the sold-out performance. Apparently, his show was canceled because of Chappelle's history of telling jokes that many viewed as transphobic. And the venue drew a major criticism for hosting the controversial comedian. What are your thoughts on Chappelle's show being canceled, especially last minute? Al, what do you think about this? Hey, listen, 
this is where we are nowadays. This is where we are. People and venues are using their voice and and they're applying it to whomever. It doesn't matter that Dave Chappelle is probably one of the most famous, if not successful, um, comedians in the country. Um, however, I don't want to be a witness of canceling him. I don't think this deserves him being canceled. I think what this experience will do, though, it will send a message to the comedian community that things cannot continue to be the same. You can't continue to joke and make fun of different groups without understanding that sometimes it comes with an unspoken responsibility. It's a bad but true reality. But as far as him being canceled, I don't think that's possible. He has been doing this for over three decades. He's successful. He's made a lot of money. He will definitely go down in history as one of the best. Okay. Q, what do you think? Um, you know, I I, I got I got mixed emotions with this one. When 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 the story first hit me, you know, my my gut response was they doing the most. And then, you know, the other part of me says, I mean you can't tell people how mad to get about something and that's their venue. They can do whatever they want. And if they saw that to be the appropriate course of action for the business that they run, then I mean, it, it, it just is what it is. If, if I owned the venue, I, I would have allowed them to perform, but you know, you can't tell other people what to do with their business. So if that's what they saw fit to do, then that's just what it is. I'm gonna go ahead and call cap on this situation because of this. When you book a comedian and act as huge as Dave Chappelle, first of all, you had to send a very large deposit months in advance. They like at least minimum eight weeks to, 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 to advertise. Actually, comedians be getting booked like a year in advance. And then you wait till hours before the show to cancel. I feel like this is for attention because so many pro like steps had to happen before this show was a reality. You had to fly them in. You had to book them. You had to advertise. You had to spend thousands of dollars in advertising. I've done plays. I know how far in advance. And my little rinky-dink play needed a lot of advertising. advertising. And, and just, just the, the, the logistics of putting on a show with an act as big as Dave Chappelle is not something you just decide in the 11th hour, oh, we're going to call it off. And I just feel like that's something that a conversation would have been made with the venue months in advance. Well, he's kind of controversial. He didn't just make these comments last week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like don't you think that's funny that it just happened he hasn't said anything new recently yeah. and now also, also what's interesting is isn't this his hometown am i or no this is prince's hometown where is dave Chappelle from i believe i believe he's from ohio i want to say like ohio okay i think you're right, All right. i mean the only thing claudia you know like, claudia i hear you i just don't know what they stand to gain mm-hmm by doing that you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. it's a it's a local comedy club so even if you make national news the advertising doesn't really do much for you because i live in miami and said club is located in wherever it is but i, I don't know. get it Maybe but, <clears throat> um you know there was an update to the story as well that when they at his new venue protesters showed up outside the venue protesting or whatever mm -hmm. um so we got to throw that in there. Okay. All right. Well, according to Variety, Will Smith will receive a $35 million payday for his role in the Escape Slave Thriller, Emancipation. Hold up. I don't like that title. Do you? Escape Slave Thriller. Escape Slave Thriller? <laughs> Who's that? Thrilling too. The Slave Master? 
escape slave thriller. You're not going to believe the antics around. Like that sounds, I don't like how that's been worded. Okay. Uh, escape slave thriller, emancipation. Now the film was delayed to 2023 in the wake of the Oscar slap. What are your thoughts on this huge payday for Will Smith? I will start with you. You know, to me, this is just another example of an uber successful black man that appears to be uncounselable, uncounselable, right? Um, Will Smith will be etched in Hollywood film, TV, and movie history. He will go down as one of the best as well. I think he's earned it. He's been doing this for 40 years. He did make a mistake, but he's also human. Um, I, I don't know. I, I really just am not supporting, and you know I'm not going to support these very uber successful men of color, black men who have been in the game for more than 30 years, both of them being canceled over a misstep. I'm just not in support of it. Now, do I want to see them, you know, ha experience some type of recalibration and a little bit of pain? Yes, but counseling, no, he deserves it. And that makes him what, number two? highest paid he's worked a long time for that he deserves it okay did you think that was a misstep though the slap you think would you call that a misstep or Look, really he had no right to go on that stage at the oscars and slap chris rock in front of billions of people that is definitely a huge misstep i just feel like his emotions have gotten a, a got the best of him i think he 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 left his body and he made a, a judgment decision that wasn't healthy and it was embarrassing it was embarrassing not only for that community in hollywood of entertainers but especially for us african americans in my opinion all right, Q, what do you think? Um, you know, to be honest with you, the slap probably actually made Will Smith more desirable. Um, I think it may create a psychology where people are dying to see his next movie post the slap or whatever. Um, I'm less concerned about his $35 million payday and more concerned with Escape Slave Thriller. Um, I, I just, I, 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 I don't think anybody should be sitting down at their desk pinning a movie around slavery for entertainment purposes. If the if the movie is not like a roots for sheer educational purposes, I I don't want us to remix slavery and make it into a thriller. Or in it, I just I think, think that is tacky. I think Antoine Fuqua, if I, I remember reading these uh, interviews with him, this is a, this emancipation is the name of the movie It's supposed to be a love story and it's supposed to be a love story about black love. And so I'm excited to see how he took slavery as a backdrop and trying to resuscitate it into making it the greatest and deepest love black love story. So I'm excited to see that actually. <laughs> I'm not. Me neither. Master he gonna says beat it's, us. Says some took of his our, best work. Master took our titles. I've been buck broken. Like the, the, the there's nothing. Can I see more love stories with a backdrop like Boomerang? Executive at a company with another executive falling yeah. out of control. The first time I saw a flat screen TV in my life was in Boomerang. Can I see a love story against the backdrop of the stock market or just something where like aspirational? I feel like I I get it the educational ones, but damn it, I'm tired of slave movies. I feel like before mm -hmm. this MAGA stuff got turned up, we had a series of slave movies where it just brought it 
the N word flying all the time. People mm-hmm. looking. At it. I don't know. I just feel like it's out to our climate. I hear you out. I love love stories, but I'm like love story against the backdrop of your man getting whipped, your foot getting chopped off, your child <laughs> being snatched from you. You, you got to eat chitlins. I mean, think about it. A fusion between Love Jones and Roots. Like <laughs> what that looks. It just feel wrong. It it, it just do. Mm, I think maybe we need to know a little bit more about it. No, I actually I don't. We need to leave slave movies alone, period. <laughs> we need to leave them alone. There, there's no creative or artistic value in slave movies. If, if, if it's not roots, if it's not historical, there's nothing entertaining about the most atrocious atrocity that has ever happened in American history, aside from them wiping out all of the Native Americans there. There's nothing there to be entertained about. I don't, I, I, don't I, think, and, and don't I get think. that, that black people were in love back then, but I don't care. I don't want to see a love story on the plantation. Hmm. They would never make a love story set against the backdrop of the Holocaust and say, no, but it's a great love story because it would be looked at upon as you're making a mockery out of it. Like it's such a huge travesty. And then we're going to talk about love in the midst of the abuse, the murders, the rapes. I'm just like, and you're right. I, I, we, I probably will watch it out of curiosity. And Antoine Fuqua is super dope. But damn it. Like, I just want to see some more balance where we can also, again, like we had a black president. Can we make some movies like that? Where the world is not coming to an end and the asteroid is not about to hit us. <laughs> like some dopeness where we're like, we fly again because we're not getting back to where we were at the highlight of the 90s when we were like yeah. aspirational. All right, y'all. Good conversation. We don't always agree, but we all have great points. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back. And make sure you catch that, that emancipated slave thriller. Feature oh, Will Smith. <laughs> all right, we'll be back. You guys are horrible. Welcome back to TGIF, the chat, y'all. They're already going in. They said love and slavery. They, they're saying all kinds of different titles for movies. And y'all need to stop because you know I can't not read your shady comments. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Tensions were at an all-time high in Uvalde, Texas, after uh, grieving family members of one of the victims of the school shooting approached the mother of the shooter, Adriana Martinez. Take a look at this. You have no right to judge my son. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No. May God forgive y'all. Um, what are your thoughts on this story? What do you think about this? You saw um, this to me is another example of two things can be true at the same time. I want us to be very clear that that clip was only one of the things that she said to the audience of the people that attacked her. She did have some heartfelt apologizing to them and saying that she understood the pain that her son created. So I want to make sure that we understand that. But the one thing is, I can understand the victim's family, because if you killed my child, I would want to stomp the heck out of you too. I want someone to feel the pain that I'm feeling for the loss of my child. But on the second hand, this mother is still a mother as well, right? And she probably may have seen signs, maybe did not see signs, but she still loved her son. And she's not responsible for her son's actions. Now, we, that we can't make her 100% responsible for her son going out and killing those kids. But I did feel on the second part of this that we didn't see her, her, her she just had so much pain in her heart when she apologized to them for uh, her son's actions. But I will say this, Claudia, I do think that maybe she needs to move out of that town. 
-hmm. only until it's safe and that community has had a chance to heal because I don't know if she's going to be able to stay there and live through 14 or 15 or 19 families that were destroyed or killed or broken up because of her son. Good point. It, it, it probably would be a good idea for her to leave. Yeah. I mean, why would you even want to say then be reminded of all those kids that your son murdered? You know, good point. Q, what do you think? So I think it's also worth mentioning that the part of, of her speech that set the people off is that she said, my son had his reasons. Yes. That's what she said that upset everybody. And mm -hmm. so in the full clip, the ladies were saying, you know, like, how dare you come stand up in front of this meeting and say, your son had his reasons. What's the reason? What's the reason? What's the reason? You know, it, it, it's funny because, you know, I think in these situations, this is when you're supposed to kind of run up under a rock and hide and kind of not be seen. Mm -hmm. I'm actually surprised that the mother even showed up at the meeting because she had to have a sense that she really wouldn't be welcomed. But I think she probably did it in good faith, um, you know, trying to to be supportive and say, you know, make some kind of acknowledgement. But I, I, I don't I, I don't think it was smart that she came to the meeting. Um, and to Al's point, she probably should move. And um, Tiffany GT in the comments says uh, the heifer didn't even take care of him. He lived with the grandparents. And and to your point, Q, um, Al, I do think she should move. And Q piggybacking off of what you said, the full quote, he had his reasons for doing what he did. Please don't judge him. First of all, if anyone murders kids, you are, you are the main person who should be judged. Okay. Right. Mm. She said, I only want the innocent children who died to forgive me. She said, forgive me, forgive my son. I know he had his reasons. And then ask what the reasons he could have had. Now, this is a, a woman I just think maybe just shouldn't speak publicly anymore because she's just mm. not good at it and she's not polished. Right. She said, to get closer to the children instead of paying attention to other bad things. I have no words. You just make, to get closer to the kids that he kills? Yeah. I get that. Listen, before I took my brain pills, I used to stutter all the time and say the wrong word all the time. I get it. So guess what? Maybe get away from that microphone. Maybe not talk. Maybe just say, I'm sorry and keep it really short. Because the more she talks, the more it kind of invalidates her apology. But I do think she's hurt, Al. Like, you she's She's trying. She just doesn't know what know how to, do. to say it. She doesn't, she doesn't know, know what to, to do it. in yeah. this situation. You know, although she's living, she's a victim as well. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and she, she's a victim as well. I mean, nobody wants to be the mother of the person who shot up the school. <laughs> massive. Then, yeah, it's not like you live massive, in a big yeah. city where you can just move to the other side of town. This is a small town. Your face has been plastered all over the media. I'm sure she can't go to the gas station or the grocery store without somebody looking at her with the evil mm -hmm. eye. Um, she, she, she lost her son as well. You know what I'm saying? That, that lady's mind is probably as bad as, as Wendy Williams right about now. She don't, mm -hmm. she, she don't know what to do. And, and you're right, she, she is a victim and she did lose her son, which is all the more reason why these unstable white boys that have these mental problems should not be getting assault weapons at 18 years old. And why all these people, it's so easy in Texas to get a gun. Because look at all the people, the kids, the parents of the kids, the grandparents of the kids, the mother of the shooter, the mother of the kid, like so many lives got jacked up because this guy had a little, he snapped or whatever his issue was. I'm so sick of these stories. And they're not over. We've had so many mass shootings this year, so many, and there, then there's no signs of them slowing down. 
All right, y'all. Speaking of no signs of slowing down, Elon Musk's little frisky daddy, 76-year-old father, might be ready to father even more children. Okay, Nick Cannon, he coming for you. We talked about how Errol Musk had a second child with his stepdaughter in 2019. Well, now Errol reportedly told the son that his sperm is highly sought after by women in Colombia. Errol made these claims. He said, I've got a company who wants me to donate sperm to impregnate high-class women. He continued, they say, why go to Elon when they can go to the actual person who created Elon? He claims that the company did not offer him money for his sperm donation, but offered him first-class flights and five-star hotels. When he was asked if he would give his sperm away for free, Errol said, yeah, why not? Al, would you do this? And what are your thoughts on his sperm being in high demand? Do you think this is true? And would you sell your sperm, Al? Little baby, little, little red Al Reynolds running around. Heck yeah. In fact, I have a lot of people that ask for my sperm. Like, yeah, I would do it, but I wouldn't do it for free. Definitely wouldn't do it for a first class anything or a luxury hotel. I can do that on my own, but yeah, I think I would. Um, I will say, huh? What would you charge for a shot of Al Reynolds? (laughs) (laughs) Mm, That's a good question. I'm going to come back to you on that one. But let me tell you what's disgusting about this story. He is basically in how I would view it a child molester. We talked about this last week when this man had two kids with his stepdaughter that he raised since she was four years old. There's nothing about his sperm that I would want to be a part of. I pass. Yeah, they, they, they seem a little weird, like socially awkward, kind of yeah. one of them isms, um, syndromes. Okay, um, Q, what do you think? Um, I could see why people would want want his sperm i guess on the surface thinking that they're going to create more elon musk but you know genetics is only you know one part of it it's also you know nurturing and an environment which shapes the minds of our next great brilliant scientist or whatever the case may be um you know i got mixed emotions about sperm donation it's something it's it's something i would never do um i I'll just pick if you would do that i, I just i would i would never do it um I just do it for free. Those are my (laughs) until laundry day. You got a bunch. I am trying to throw your sperm. I am trying to throw your sperm around. My better self. Oh, okay. (laughs) All over the towel. Okay, but I was going to say, I, I would, um, I could not imagine um, donating my sperm and then just you know 50 little mini me's are just running around the planet or whatever it, it, somehow in my mind it still registers as those are my children um mm. so it, it, a whole it bunch of little baby me. funky donnie was running around right. south beach <laughs> <laughs> my head is laid to the side like you know, driving driving convertibles <laughs> with gucci glasses on. right a little versace uh, diaper little pull-ups <laughs> I can only imagine. Okay. Um, can we get that picture back up of the, the must, the, the father, son? No, ma'am. Absolutely not. He's, he looks a little, the daddy looks like if you mix Bruce Jenner and kind of Chris, Chris and Jenner. Chris little, Jenner. Yeah. A little bit, right. Do. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the non-glamorous that like they live in like, I don't know, trailer park. I don't know. He's giving mm, um, not aging well. All right. Oh, 
Well, I know you have something to say about this, Q, this story. Uh, a video of Sheree Whitfield from The Real Housewives of Atlanta and Martel Holt from Love and Marriage Huntsville is making the rounds on social media after they were spotted hanging out in Georgia. Now, according to Noir TV Network, Sheree and Martel arrived together at a location in Smyrna, Georgia, Monday morning, and reportedly they rented bikes and rode around a local trail together for an hour. What are your thoughts on these two maybe being a thing? Q, let's go to you first. So I did a whole YouTube video on this. Um, it's a come up for Martel. It's a step down for Sheree. And I've said this. People date on the level of their self-esteem. You date where you see yourself. Martel has five kids, an ex-wife, and a baby mama. So Sheree, you're number seven on the list. After he get his check, it ain't even enough left over for him to carry you to Houston um, after <laughs> taking care of that many kids in two separate households. Um and, you know, a lot of y'all in the comments were like, I smell a storyline. I smell a storyline. And I just want to let y'all know that's not how network TV, I mean, network TV works. There will never be a cross storyline between an own television show and a Bravo television show. So this is that rules out the whole storyline thing. Um, Sheree just has a tendency of dating wrong. I mean, she dated Tyrone, who was a, a, a felon and not that felons don't deserve love. But obviously, from what we see on the show, he's not somebody of good character, of good moral character. And then now, Sheree Whitfield must don't have cable at her house or must not have no money for no TVs to see who the hell Martel Holt is and what all the hell he done done. Because that is just not the move, Sheree. You think she's just having fun, Al? You think she's just like having a little fun? And maybe because he's, listen, although his character is what it is, right? He's an attractive, good looking guy. And if you go by her first husband, who had the... Ooh, yeah. <laughs> he had the check, though. He had the check. Listen, I, well, I agree with you. You got the iguana eyes. When you I, got the check, you ain't... When you got the check, you ain't... When you got the check, you ain't got to have it. <laughs> oh, Claudia, yes, so Oh, y'all going straight to... Y'all... <laughs> Listen, Listen, I already know guys... I ain't shit. I know I ain't shit, okay? But I'm going to least be funny while I'm doing it. So, yes. I, oh, so, from that to the to the felon guy... And now Martel is so is that a step up or is it a step down? I think I would, physically, I think physically it could be a step up. Listen, you guys, it's no secret Sheree and I are personal friends. And I only wish the best for her, especially after this last fiasco, which you know unplayed itself out on television. I think she deserves to have a little fun. I think you guys both said Martel is is a very attractive guy, and who better to have fun with somebody like him? All the best to her. I have nothing negative to say about this. Thank you, Sheree, for always being so supportive of me and loving. I, I, I really appreciate the friendship. Al don't learn his lesson. Al, you gotta talk about the housewives. Al, give us a list of who you're talking about. The housewives. I like Sheree. We all hung out in, in, in Ghana together, and she is a good time. I love yeah. Sheree. She is super fun, and I want the best for her as well. I don't think she's going to be mad about me talking about because <laughs> to, to Al's point, just as long as it's fun. Right. I think That's it's fun. cool. Just as, long, just as long as she just had a fun day hunching and going on dates. I think it's fine. I think. Well, she said on Andy Cohen show that, you know, the last boyfriend Tyrone wasn't sexually pleasing her. She said, actually, the sex was horrible. And Andy said, this new guy that you see in, she said, it, it's really good. So, hey, so, maybe I mean, she like deserves said, long, some good as, sex. As long as, she don't, as long as she don't catch feelings and 
looking at him as a potential longtime partner, then I don't see no harm in it. You can't put your you know what in a woman without her catching feelings. Not well, consistently. She'd, well, she'd be a damn fool to fall in like or love with Montel Hope. She'd be a damn fool. Maybe she just wants the kind of sex that makes her eyes roll back. <laughs> Claudia right, is we'll on one tonight. <laughs> we'll be back. Welcome back to uh, TGIF. And just so y'all know, I, I like Charade. I sent her a text. I said, hey, girl, we had to cover your story. And I poked a little fun of your hubby's, your ex-hubby's eyes. No shade <laughs> to you. It was funny. I'll send you the clip. All right, y'all. Um, listen, Texas and Florida. I used to be able to make fun of Florida and poke, make little jokes to Q. And I live in Texas. I, we might be worse than Florida now. <laughs> right. So a Texas professor is getting backlash after tweeting an appeal. All right, to get this. Find a cure for homosexuality. Now, along with the shocking suggestion that doctors try to identify gay babies during prenatal testing. Professor Timothy Farage is under investigation by the University of Texas after posting a tweet that made false claims about an alleged link to homosexuality and monkeypox. Professor Farage said, can we at least try to find a cure for homosexuality, especially amongst men? Because of course he want to still be down with the lesbian girl on girl stuff he want to watch probably. The professor insisted he has nothing against homosexuals except trying to cure them. But that we try to find a cure to change someone's sexual preference. Um, Al, can homosexuality be cured? And what are your thoughts on his remarks? And of course, I'm being facetious right now and sarcastic. I know you guys aren't going to like my response on this one. When I first saw this picture, though, I was like, can production show that picture again? <clears throat> I was like, dang. First of all, we need, he needs to be cured. Right. Okay. <laughs> I said, he looking a little suspect to me. Like but then honestly, guys, I had to check myself because I had a flashback to how people used to look at my pictures and think and judge me the same way. And then I did a deeper dive. And I have to admit, for me personally, I have gone through a time in my life where I wanted to take a pill or a treatment to get rid of my same sex attraction. I did. I got to be honest. But as I've thought about it and grown, uh, people like Funky Dineva have, have given me strength to, to feel comfortable in my sexuality. Millennials and Gen Zs and how they approach sexuality nowadays has given me confidence to be and walk in my truth. So I don't know why I just shared all that because I've never shared it before, but I really appreciate the fact now that I'm more comfortable with my life and I don't feel like that we have to cure homosexuality. Well, that's interesting. And thanks for sharing that. You wanted to, you thought about a cure. And that makes sense. I mean, because people, you know, there's an argument about, you hear people say, would you think I would choose this life in this current climate right. of, of how the world is right now? So that's really, really honest. So thank you for that. Q, what do you think? You know what? I always side eye people who have preoccupation with homosexuality. Um, I don't know what he's a professor of but it would seem to me that your preoccupation should be with whatever your area of study is. Number two, to suggest that there needs to be a cure for homosexuality suggests that there's something um, inherently wrong with homosexuals. Thirdly, I'm surprised to see somebody from the academic space um, have this level of thinking, especially considering the fact that homosexuality not only exists amongst human beings, but in the animal world as well. 
And fourthly, just my, my thinking, did people ever stop to think that biologically, maybe some people are born gay for population control? Just a, th- just a theory, you know what I'm saying? So we're just not overpopulating the earth. Uh, and it's a far, you know, it, it may be a far-fetched theory. I don't know why we were born gay, you know what I'm saying? But I definitely know I, I, I'm not diseased and I don't need to be cured. Um, and to be honest with you from the, and, and I hate because it is ignorant to look at a picture and be like, somebody look gay, but looking at him and based on his position, it feels like he's fighting his own demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't going to say gay. Cause I wouldn't even sell the gay uh, community with that. I was going to say he's giving molester vibes. Mm. He looks like a, well, let me say this. He, he looks like a pervert. Actually. He looks he's like giving a, me, he's giving me repressed homosexual. Yeah. And, Here's my thing. Okay, if you, it, it, worst case scenario, not that I agree. If you think something's wrong with being a lesbian or a homosexual male, have your goddamn opinion. But why do these people in positions of, you're teaching kids and other, he, well, adult, well, he's a college professor, right? I think college professor. Yeah, and the sad part is that it's political science that he teach. You, you, you know, it's not even like he teaches This, biology, this ain't even your chemistry. area of study. Right. It's not even in the same neighborhood. And and then there's something to, to, to note. He said, can we cure it, especially in men? You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it I don't know. It's giving me repressed homosexual. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in a strict envi- environment where homosexuality was looked down upon. And it's, it's giving me a self-hate vibe. I don't know why so many people are so worried about what the next person does. I'm far from a homosexual and I don't think about it. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not obsessed with it. I rarely talk about it. You know, I talk about gay or trans issues on this show when it's in my topic sheet. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm not obsessed with it. Cause I'm not hiding anything. I'm living who I I'm being who I am. This guy, how many times have we seen the politician that fights to end abortion mm-hmm but has gotten his mistress yep. three abortions. How many times have we seen the, the man that- that Pastors. The pastors that-, that Bernice King. Hell. And you've got a whole slew of boys that you're messing with. Bernice King and- uh, and uh, Bernice King and uh, what's the man, Eddie Long, led the doggone march against homosexuality. He was, and I'm going to tell y'all about Eddie Long because I'm going to tell it now. Uh-oh. I lived in the 12 Hotel in Atlantic Station and I baby. lived right across the street. I used to see and, him all the time. And baby, he lived, he lived, he had a condo in my building. And when I used to stumble in drunk at four o'clock in the morning and three o'clock in the morning, Eddie Long would be on that. And I'm not slandering or defaming nobody. I'm telling what I've seen with my own eyes. Eddie Long would get on that elevator as at the same time as me and be on there with two and three college age looking Boys, now look, Ooh. they could have been his nephews for all I know. Yeah, but then he would leave the 12 and go across the street to the Atlantic, the building that I used to live in. And then there was two other guys that I used to see him with in my building. So he made Ooh. quite the impact in the Atlantic, Atlantic, Atlantic Station area. Ooh, child. New birth people. New birth people. <laughs> now, this New is birth all people. alleged. It's this alleged nothing. Well, we see, alleged yeah, nothing. we've seen him with them. We oh, not, yeah, you know, I've seen them. Now, you know, the, the relationship... You know, I don't know what that was, but I didn't see nobody kiss somebody in the mouth, but I did see people in a lot of spandex in the elevator as well. Oh, messy. 
Y'all are messy. I'm just telling you. This is our journalistic duty to put people coming here to be informed about hard hitting. Listen, content. I was just that was my neighbor. I was just observing what was going on in my neighborhood. That's all. I was considering going to his church and I had to like vet him. So I, you know. Okay, let me stop lying. All right, we gotta take a commercial break. Before we get struck by lightning. All right, y'all, we're gonna be right back uh after this commercial. We'll be right back. Praise the Lord. All right, we are back. Welcome back to TGIF. We see you in the chat, lighting it up. And I see some of your comments. So we don't want to give a birthday shout out. Fellas, I told you there's a, a young lady that would like a birthday shout out. She would love for um, Funky and Al for y'all to sing happy birthday to Precious Williams. Can y'all do that? <laughs> she don't want me to sing to her. Happy <laughs> birthday to you, Precious Williams. Precious Williams. Precious Williams. All right. Happy birthday, Precious. Oh, and also I want to give a shout out to Denzel Spencer. I forgot. Denzel Spencer, too. Okay, cool. It's his birthday. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, Denzel. I I meant to clarify also. Remember when we did the story on um, Orlando Brown and Uh about him saying all that stuff? Apparently that was a show that's like a spoof show. Like it's all, it was, it's all tongue in cheek. And he was, they just try to like, kind of like outdo each other. I I just meant to, I meant to bring that up on the last show. Gotcha. You know, we, we, we didn't watch the whole episode, but that's what that particular podcaster does. So maybe why did, why did, why did Bow Wow issue a statement then? Cause he probably only watched the headline like us. Yeah, Paul, cause we got that one all wrong. (laughs) Sorry y'all, listen, when we wrong, we got to say we wrong. That's why you love us, but it never hardly happens. So, okay, moving on. Um, Targets. Damn, I like Target. Don't make me go to Walmart because I don't want to go there. That's why the gross weird. Okay. Anyways, after being rejected from uh, getting a job offer at Target multiple times over the year, Matori Green, a black woman, decided to take a different approach. Now she joked to her boyfriend, who also had been denied an interview that if they changed their names and race on the applications, that they would have been offered a job. Well, Green changed her name to Tori and listed her ethnicity as mixed race. After multiple rejections by using her real name, guess who Target offered a job to? An interview to? Interview. Tori. Uh, What are your thoughts on this story? Whoever wants to go first on this one. You know, I used to work at Target. Uh, I worked at Target in high school. It was my favorite job. I started out as a car attendant. I used to, can y'all imagine me in a hot ass sun pushing my, my gay ass out there pushing the buggy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hated Some it. But they quickly, they quickly realized I was smart and moved me to cashier. Then they moved me to the service desk where I troubleshot problems for the guest. Um, you know, this is unfortunate. We We know that these type of discriminatory practices do happen in the marketplace in the work in the, in the workforce um you know it's it's unfortunate in this situation because she can't you can't prove it per se but i have an uncle that taught me one time he said if it feels like racism it is you know what i'm saying that that that, that was kind of his little rule of thumb when you're in a situation because situations like this will have you scrambling your brain well are they being racist are they not was it a different hr manager was it a different hiring seat you know what i'm saying there are a lot of factors you can't prove it but it definitely looks like something in the milk isn't clean that's right okay all right al what do you think about this you know what target come on this is not your first time this is not your first time when is it going to stop 
like the last five years target has had a racial discrimination case and this is going to be another one that they're going to have to settle but you know what it's okay let me tell you why it's okay because i hope this sends a message to all corporations that continue to exercise racial discrimination tactics to stop us from getting hired we th because this has to stop right we see you and enough is enough shame on you target for doing this once again in the last five years you've settled more than 10 million dollars for being racially discriminatory enough already you got to do better damn i wish i'd have this white sounding name i would try to go apply for a job and yeah. you know what you, you you know what sucks about situations like this because obviously a corporate entity has to take responsibility for what happened at the store level. But when you start talking about hundreds of stores across the country and, you know, it, it, it just sucks that the, the overall company ends up having to pay for the actions of lower level people at the store level, because I don't I don't think Target as a company is racist. I don't. I don't think, you know, they, I, I personally don't. Um, I just think it's the, 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 the actions of individuals at the store level and the whole corporation ends up having to pay for it. it it's the actions of America. It ain't a target thing. All these companies, you put a, I knew a girl, smart, brilliant, law school, had an ethnic sounding name that ended in Isha, right? Uh, something Isha sent resumes out to law firms, all kind of stuff, couldn't get anything. Change it to a cute little Danielle, immediately it changed. And, and this is something I think, I don't even think it's just them that do it. I think we all have a little bit of bias when we hear certain names and I wanna just test us on that. Like when you hear certain names, will y'all automatically, even us being black, would y'all be like, oh, that's ghetto. Because I find myself like we have to be conscious of that because they do, you know, we hear these, some of these names, these, these names that we may deem, damn, that's really far. I think it's an America thing. Like we, a lot of people just do that with these names. But and see, I this think is the deal, that Claudia. Your kids. I, I, I get that, but this is a deal. You, Amy's and Karen's don't, aren't, don't get discriminated from getting jobs that they can feed their families because of their names. Because it sounds white. Right. I'm saying that. So, I mean, mm -mm. wrong is wrong. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Not saying, just... I'm not saying they're right. I'm saying I think more of us do it. If we're being honest, I think a lot of black people, we do it, too. Yes. Well, we hear. But I'm not going to stop when, you from hiring you. I'm we, not going to stop it from hiring. If I see hear, Nakisha, when we I, hear, I'm going to know, oh, that's probably a black person applying for a job here. But I'm not going to say, oh, because your name is Nakisha, you're going to go to this file. Thank you for applying. Sorry, we have no openings when we do. I think what Claudia is saying, I, I definitely think, Claudia, when we hear certain names, especially within the Black community, we do make unconscious assumptions. Mm -hmm. We make socioeconomic assumptions. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, let, let's face it, upper echelon Black people in the 80s were not naming their children Tamika. They were not naming their, their, their sons Shaquan. They weren't, you know what I'm saying? So there is a, a, a bit of, of, I don't want to say truth, but there is a bit of reason behind some of the assumptions 
that we sometimes make behind people's names. I don't think they hold true in 2022, but when that whole, my, my father told me, as a matter of fact, I was like, daddy, what was going on in the eighties when, when y'all started naming the children's uh, you know, Shaniqua and Taekwondo. And my father told me that in the 80s, there was this big wave of people trying to name their kids African names mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, and that's where all of that came from. I found that to be very interesting. Um, I do wonder about that. And I hope this doesn't sound Karen-esque because I'm definitely not on the side of the white, the people that discriminate against people that have these names. You don't have control over your name unless you go through the legal process of changing it, right? We are who we're named. Like our names are our names. And that, that's why we're our, those were our parents' choices. And I just wonder when par parents name their kids like these, you, you, you know a name that sounds ethnic and you know a name that sounds ridiculous, right? We like, God damn, like, well, my father's name was Charlie and my name, it's like Charlie, like all these extra syllables. And, I, and you know, you have to know in this racist, dominant, white dominant society, they're going, your, your kid's going to be behind an eight ball. Which sucks that we don't have the freedom. We can't just, we can't name our kids Apple. Like the white folks, on the, they'll do Apple or Raindrop. And they're not going to get the same thing as a name that sounds, that has an Isha at the end or Laquan or Daquan, right? It's not fair, but it's true. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, what would your ethnic name be if y'all had one? You got to go to commercial, baby girl. <laughs> Can y'all think about the name that y'all would name yourself if you had to give yourself an ethnic name? We got to go to commercial, baby girl. I want to be called Tyrone. Okay, well, think about your names. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back to TGIF. Now, before we went to break, I asked, what would your ethnic sound and name be if you could name yourself? And uh, you said you had a little, you said you had a ghetto middle name. You know, and it's so funny because, you, you know, you know, for for clarity, because I know it's somebody that's going to be in the comments. Yes, we know it's it, we, it, it's very ignorant to call people's names ghetto or whatever the case may be, but we're having fun here. Uh, my middle name is Antoine, <laughs> so I don't need to pick an ethnic name because I got an ethnic middle name. My name is Quentin Antoine Latham. You know, in, in every hood, it's a twine, and they all gay. They are. They all do hair. Oil. All twines are gay. Why is that? I don't know. Al, what's your um? Do you what's your name? I think I said Tyrone. You want to be called Tyrone? But I, Al, what's your middle name? You look like your middle name Rufus. <laughs> Don't he like his middle name Rufus? I think Al? it's like a like a real bougie, like a Ronaldo For, or a uh, uh, no, no. Halston. Next story. Next story. What's your middle name, Al? <laughs> Move along, please. What is it? <laughs> Move along, please. We'll Al. call Sheree and ask Sheree. Oh, that's man. right. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, Tiffany Haddish was caught on video reacting to a fan at a baseball game who repeatedly, you know, kept calling her name while she was talking to a group of people. Take a look at Tiffany's response. Um, what are your thoughts on this and her response, Al? What do you think? Listen, I, you know, fans sometimes do need to know that there's a limit to getting celebrities' attention. But the way she did that, I got to be honest with you, I didn't like it. I thought it was tacky. I thought it was embarrassing. I thought it was weird. And I really I really like Tiffany Haddish, you know, coming from foster care, her ascend in the entertainment business. But you don't see Denzel was there. You didn't see Denzel acting like that. Uh, Jason Bateman, there are many, many stars that are bigger than her there. They don't act like that when people are screaming their names. I just think that she would have been better off ignoring them 
if she didn't want to deal with them. And this is something that I do want to say about Claudia Jordan. If anybody has hung out with Claudia Jordan, Claudia Jordan acknowledges all her fans. She is nice to everybody. She could be tired. She could be hungry and her feet can hurt because <laughs> I've been around her when all of that has been the case. But when a fan comes along, Claudia Jordan knows that she always shows appreciation to her fans. She could learn something from you, Claudia, on this. Thank you, Al. I remember that essence. It can be annoying to whoever's with you, but I feel like there was a, a football, and I'll be real quick you, so you can say something. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I forgot the, it was like an old school throwback football player. And he told a friend of mine who said, why do you stop and take pictures with every single person? He says, it only takes me 15 seconds. And those 15 seconds I give to them gives them a Thanks lifetime of positive things they'll say about me. Right. And, it, me, and they will always remember that. So thank mm -hmm. you for acknowledging that, Al. I appreciate that. Q no, I was just going to point out, it's worth mentioning that Tiffany did end up taking a photo with the girl when it was all said and done. Um, but the behavior is on par with Tiffany Haddish. I mean, that's just, how she act okay <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like it's tiffany it's, it's, it's the girl that wore the same damn dress to the award shows multiple times was hollering at meryl street from across the velvet rope i mean what do we expect this is who she is and she's been positively rewarded for this type of behavior so you know, I, I don't think we have time to get into the Disney thing. We only have a minute left. So we'll just save that for next week so we can do a deep dive. But we can just end like talking about this kind of stuff uh -huh. with reactions. Like what is the, how would y'all like, Al, let's start with you. How would you like people, well, listen, TGIF is super popular. We're actually mm -hmm. known, not just in America. I'm gonna go ahead and say globally, globally. How would okay, you like okay. someone to approach you? I was super excited. And what would make you like say, whoa, no, sir. No, ma'am. Um, listen, I'm just glad people like me, number one. <laughs> so I, I don't really have too many, you know, don't do this, don't do that, because I this is new for me, right, as far as for me personally and not somebody that I was associated with. The only thing that kind of makes me a little bit uneasy is when you start to touch me too much. Yeah, and you and you get right into my my personal space with the touching and not leaving. So that that's the only thing that I would say. But but stopping yes. me, you know, t you know, all of that saying hi, say I love the show anytime when walking through restaurant anywhere. I'm OK with all that. Just, you know, the touching part. The could touching, be, got it. OK. Yeah. Q, you got a quick one? Nope. We ain't got time, buddy. <laughs> out untouched upon all of our time didn't right it? so out on ran down the damn clock i forgot the clock damn i want to thank my co-host al reynolds and funky dineva al thank you for hogging the clock right real quick stay tuned for the house it's coming up next we'll see you next week bye y'all